0: Thanks for spending time with me, and let's go into the show. This podcast has been brought to you by Paleo Valley. They are one of my favorite companies because their products are super pure, full of incredible ingredients. And I want to tell you about their meat sticks. They have 100% grass fed beef, pasture raised turkey meat sticks that my family and I love. My kids love these because they have tons of flavor. They're completely free of carbs and sugar, and they have probiotics in them as well. So they're great for your gut, great for supporting your appetite, your satiety levels. They help you uh, feel satiated, and they help you burn fat for fuel. They're gluten-free, soy-free, dairy-free, GMO-free, and preservative-free. So they are the top of the line. They've got some great flavors that you will absolutely love. And now you can use my coupon code, JOCKERS, just my last name, J-O-C-K-E-R-S, to get 15% off your order today. Simply go to their website, paleovalley.com, and enter JOCKERS at checkout, and you'll receive 15% off your entire purchase. The link and discount code are also available in the show notes of today's episode. Once you try these meat sticks, you won't be able to get enough. I mean, my kids love these, my family loves these, and I know you will as well. So try them out, Paleo Valley, and I know you're gonna love them. Well hey everybody, welcome back to the podcast. Really excited about today's interview. I've got one of my best friends. This is Dr. Eric Zielinski. We go way back and he is an essential oil expert. I mean, he's literally a researcher, has an advanced degree in research, has been studying natural medicine and essential oils and all their health benefits for many years now. So he's a leading expert out there. He's got a best-selling book, The Healing Power of Essential Oils. He's also got The Essential Oils Diet and his new book is the essential oils apothecary. We're going to talk about that. We're going to talk about forest bathing, which is a really, uh, you know, something that all of us, I mean, it just comes innately because we all um, feel better when we get in the forest and in nature. So we're going to talk about some of the science behind that. We're going to talk about brain health. So if you guys have questions about things you could be doing right now to improve your memory, your mindset, your mood, this is the interview. So stay plugged in here. So eric welcome to the podcast
1: well brother david i can call you brother on this show right that's right of course do people know about you and your mission to help people to love people to serve people (laughs) people know you i think so yeah people know you folks you can just hear it in my voice we're gonna have a fun little talk here so if, if you love jesus if you love people if you love feeling better and being on mission you're at the right place and dr jockers has been extremely influential in my life in many ways. Like you said, we're some of the closest family friends. We vacation together, we spend holidays together, but many people don't know this, but if it wasn't for Dr. J, what was it in 2009, Yeah, sharing a word that I believe was from straight from God Almighty says, Eric, you should be a chiropractor. And I was like, <laughs> boom, boom, what was that? Absolutely changed my life because I was not happy working a cushy corporate job, making decent money. And I was visiting my mentor, who was David's mentor at the Mm -hmm. time, still a family close friend, Papa Enoch, we call him, who's 78 years old and can still run circles around us and bench 250 pounds, right? (laughs) And Papa Enoch said, you got to come and visit this new chiropractor I met, Dr. Jockers. Oh, this guy's great. So we go. And here I was, Dr. Jockers, watching him speak and no offense david you didn't say anything that was groundbreaking to me because i was already in that world for several years you know it was six years of my own research and life and being mentored by enoch but it was how you lived it was the experience of going to a chiropractic clinic and hearing a health talk about nutrition and how to use supplements and how to live the abundant life in christ i was like i didn't think anything like this existed Literally, no idea. So when Enoch invited you over for lunch that day, and you said that word to me, it changed my life forever. And so, folks, if you've had any benefit from any of my work, from any of my books, any of my master classes, first of all, we thank God. Second, we give Dr. J a thumbs up because if it weren't for him being bold to say, "Man, why are you doing what you're doing? You should be doing what I'm doing," and The drive home from Atlanta to Michigan, my wife, Sabrina, and I were talking and dreaming all about what that would look like. Three months later, I quit my job, moved on to Georgia. Here we are today. So we love you. We appreciate you. And I was reading some of the reviews of the podcast. People are really getting a lot out of the show. So praise God, brother. Thanks so much for having me on.
0: Well, thank you for that, Eric, for sure. And, you know, it's there's a reason why God gave me that word for you. And that is because you are truly one of the sharpest and um, really just passionate people I know when it comes to natural health. And so I could see that in you, even though you were working a job as like a banker or whatever you were doing at the time, I was like, this guy is passionate. He's excited about this stuff. <laughs> you are knowledgeable. I'm like, you should be doing this. We need more people out here yep. teaching this health message. And so I'm so thankful that you answered that call. And you know, now obviously, with this huge audience, this is now your third best best-selling book. Um, and you guys got to check this out, essential oils, apothecary. So let's start there. Yep. Most people have heard of essential oils, but what is apothecary? Uh,
1: man, that's a good word. Medicine. Bottom line, it's medicine. Before the pharmacy, there was the apothecary and you would go and herbalists healing healers, natural healers, they would come and they would put together things from nature. And it was the apothecary that and the person that ran the apothecary in the local village or community or town before we developed drugs. And so when you look at the current paradigm that we have, we have a paradigm that medicine essentially hacks into. It's why we like to call it biohacking, right? That's what I'm doing. If you're watching right now, I have blue blocking light glasses because I have these high power lights. I've been doing a ton of interviews for the, for my show, for my, for my book coming up, TV, radio, all this stuff. And I got all these lights and I started getting headaches. This is biohacking. But what medicine does is medicine tries to quote biohack by manipulating certain physiological responses in the body by forcing the body to produce things like serotonin or dopamine, by forcing the body to produce gastric juices when you're having a problem digesting food, that sort of thing. But it's forcing it's like busting open a door with a crowbar. And that's an insult to the door. The door could potentially be damaged or break. And and that's really a crude, dumbed down way, or I should say we don't dumb down anyone down, we smart everyone up. That's a smart up way of saying that that's really the key to how many people have suffered by taking medicine is because the body really can't respond well to this stuff. And it produces inflammation it produces that damage to the door, the damage to your cells. Why am I saying this? Because in the context of essential oils, you don't get that going back to what our ancestors have used since the beginning of time for healing but here's the thing about medicine the chemical structure that we see in medicine today has been based off of what the chemical structure that chemists and pharmacists have seen in nature the perfect example is aspirin for thousands of years our ancestors used willow bark they extracted the willow bark it's analgesic it's pain relieving and there's a chemical in the salicylate family it's a salicylin Mm -hmm. Well, when you manufacture salicylone, when you mass produce it, put a white shiny coating on it, it's literally called aspirin. So before the antibiotic was invented in the mid-40s, so before antibiotics and before um, antibacterial products hit the body care world, the cleaning world in the 40s, 50s, and 60s, we used herbs and essential oils. So that's where I want to paint the picture here is for me, This is my medicine, and it's also the basis for helping us live an anti-inflammatory, non-toxic life. And when you look at all the different things that are around us, the things that we breathe, the things that we put on our skin, the things that we clean with, you'll be shocked. You'll be shocked. And I know Dr. Jackers talks a lot about this and his other experts on the show. But how deep do you really want to go down this rabbit hole? I mean, do you really have an air purifier taking away those harmful or volatile organic compounds that you're breathing in all day? Like, are you willing to go down that rabbit hole where you're going to throw away your poo poo spray? Because you learn and you've been told, and if not, I'll tell you right now, artificial fragrances can cause neurological inflammation. They'll lead to dementia and Alzheimer's. They've been linked to autoimmunity, cancer. Wow. The onus is on us to think about what have we done to ourselves as a people and how to fix it. So in the context of apothecary, which is a really kind of fun play on words, we're bringing things back to what they were before, quite frankly, medicine screwed it all up. Absolutely. Came in with a crowbar and said, hey, we got a quick, easy way of managing XYZ. And if that really worked, no offense, you wouldn't even have a podcast right now right i wouldn't have a job i wouldn't have a business if medicine really worked no one would be interested in anything that we do because we offer the quote alternative right to mainstream
0: that's so true absolutely and you know we're both fans of medicine in an emergency crisis situation mm-hmm. However, when it comes to really preventing disease, preventing chronic degenerative conditions, it's absolutely failed. And this is where we've really got to go back to nature and look at what's happening, you know, really how our body was designed, how God designed us and, um, you know, the kind of activities that will help promote health and, and longevity. And so in your book, uh, I, I was flipping through that and kind of right in the beginning, you, you, you start talking about forest bathing. Yeah. So let's talk a little bit about that and how interesting that is.
1: Okay, I'm going to read this from the introduction because this is this is the context. Yeah. I never heard of forest bathing until our friend Dr. Tom O'Brien introduced me to it. Mm. He Tom texted me said, Eric, you got to check out this this YouTube video. You're going to love it. On April 15th, remember where you were? Trying to think about where you were April 15th, 2020. You know that question? Where were you? You know August yeah. 5th, 1950. You a don't month remember
0: after. Uh...
1: You yeah, know where you were April 15th? Right? I'll, I'll guarantee where you were. You're locked in your home. <laughs> Seriously, April right. 15th, if you're American, you're locked in your home or you're not about anywhere. anywhere in the world, right? Pretty much. Okay. So, you're home April 15th when one of when when essentially America and the world were sheltering in place. Right? I'm reading from my book, my, this is the introduction. Um, because of COVID-19 restrictions, Dr. Roger Seholt, who's a medical doctor, posted his coronavirus pandemic update number 56. Like, I had no idea this guy was doing this, like 56. What is forest bathing and can it boost immunity against viruses? He posted this on YouTube. It was a fascinating presentation that introduced the concept of forest bathing, which is the ancient practice of simply being in nature. And it's also known as Shinrin-Yoku. Anyway, I don't want to read the whole thing, but, but what, what I, I want to stress is what Dr. Seholt explained was the research trials that evaluated immune-boosting function, like literal natural killer cell production, which are the immune function that kills cancer. What Dr. Seholt showed and what he explained was when you're in nature, quote, forest bathing, which is, again is just being out in nature, just being out in nature, you're not exercising. You have really no express purpose other than being. And that's hard because we're human doers. I mean, I don't know when yeah. that changed, but we we're, we're we stopped being human beings a long time ago. But yeah. it's going back to just enjoying, just taking off your shoes, playing with your kids, maybe having a picnic, praying, reading the Bible, doing some yoga, laying down. I don't know.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: But it explains what forest bathing really is. And I started diving deep in this concept is this ancient ant- ancient Japanese practice of allowing nature to bring healing to you. And currently in Japan, there are dozens, dozens of highly organized. Forest bathing centers. It's actually part of their healthcare practice. You go to a forest bathing center, they do a health history on you. Mm. And then the individual, the practitioner recommends a certain way of quote forest bathing for how long do this, try that and come back. They're monitoring blood pressure, blood sugar. They're monitoring stress, anxiety, mental health. And it's part of their paradigm. Like, that's crazy. Can you imagine going to the doctor and be like, yeah, I want you to go outside for half an hour and come back. Like, you're like, what is this Yahoo telling me, give me my money back? I want a pill. So this concept of forest bathing. But it's more than just being out in nature. It's like, okay, put yourself in a park. Just Just go right now. Close your eyes. Put yourself in a park, maybe a national park, a state park, somewhere there where you just, you can't see a building, right? Just try, try to put yourself in that position. Start breathing. What are you breathing? Well, fresh air. Yeah, that's good. But not just, quote, fresh air. It's not purified, right? It's not like the air that we get from my air doctor. This is air that's filled with all kinds of things that are being emitted from the plants. What do you think is being emitted from the plants? The essential oil. Ding, ding, ding. Right. So th- when you cut your grass and you smell that aroma, that's the essential oil. I want people to really think about that. So when you're outside in nature, nature has a distinct smell to it, depending on where you live. And I've got to tell you, and I know you know this, brother, there's nothing like the Appalachian Trail and the Georgia mountains. The smell, it, it, I really never forget hiking with Enoch, it was on the Appalachian Trail. And I just remember smelling like spaghetti sauce. I'm like, what is this? This is just beautiful. Wild oregano, wild onions. I'm smelling the oregano. I had no idea what I was enjoying. I was just like, this is great. I just felt invigorated, like this is, Mm -hmm. is subtle. And then the pine trees and the cedar and the woods, and I was like, this is great. So you're getting those volatile, the healthy volatile organic compounds that have been shown to increase natural killer cell production, shown to boost mood, shown to help you manage stress. It puts you like this into this parasympathetic mode. But not only are you experiencing that, that, that inhalation, that olfactory benefit, but what are you seeing? And you know in Japan, in Japanese, there's a word. I mean, in, in English, we really miss out of the descriptive language that many of the ancient cultures have. There's a word in Japanese that explains the type of light that shines through the leaves. It just took me 10 words just to wow. explain that one word. There's, you know what I'm talking about? Go outside, yeah, totally. look into a tree and you see that light glimmer. Just there's a, there's a, that's forest bathing. And then you're listening to the wind. You're listening to the leaves, rustle. You're listening to the stream. You put your hand into some grass or throw some dirt. You just experience that experience is healing. That experience is how we were a designed by God in the garden of Eden and how we've evolved over these thousands of years of humanity, we have been outside. And even when the advent of the house came along, we never had airtight homes like we do now. I mean, think of it modern construction, relatively a hundred years old, but your great, great, great grandmother and father never had windows. Like we have them. Now they always were breathing fresh air to some level. Right? So think we were made, we were created, we evolved, we developed. So when you're outside and here's the thing that Dr. Seholt was saying, Hey, we got to think twice about the sheltering in place mentality, because right. what's it doing to our immune system? But here's a cool thing. Here's a study and I'm going to be very clear. And, and I'll say, this doesn't bode well for aromatherapist, right? I'm going to give you a teaser. This doesn't bode well. But what do you think is more effective? This little diffuser thing behind me or being out in nature? What do you King think about
0: nature? Of course. Yeah.
1: Think about this. So what the study's done. So they took now the tree oils that are common to Japan, like the cypress and the firs and the things. And they, they tested, they tested human subjects, human participants inside having a diffuser and they tested natural killer cell and immune function. They tested emotional benefits, stress, anxiety, depression, all that. And they found that being out in nature had a more profound and longer lasting effect. And here's the thing: one two-hour forest bathing session. Again, I can't be out in nature all day. I have five kids. Right. I have a global Bible health yep. ministry. I got a best-selling book coming out. I'm stuck in front of my computer all day. I'll go outside in 10 minutes here, 20 minutes there. One forest bathing session for two hours, but I can go on a day trip. I can. Go up north with my family once Saturday a month. Mm-hmm. One forest bathing session has a, th- a lasting effect on your natural killer cell production, your mental health, and overall immunity for 30 days. Wow, 30 yep. days. So here's my challenge.
0: So you're getting those lasting benefits,
1: and it's best outside. But what's the next best thing? The little diffuser behind me, right. these little bottle. And that's whether it's food, whether it's supplements, whether it's whatever it is, nature is always best. So, this whole concept, brother, it it kickstarted the whole book because I wrote the book in quarantine. That was shocking, right? It was just this whole, you know, very ethereal experience for me, very spiritual. I was in quarantine, right? We're forced as much as we quarantine and is what we did. You know, we live life and we live life well. And we, I was stuck. I was stuck in this in this situation, like the whole world was thinking, what do we do? I'm diving in the forest bathing, I'm researching. And then it all hit, it all came together, which is one of the reasons why I'm so glad that you hosted your chronic inflammation summit recently this last uh, what spring, because what I, what dawned on me when I wrote this book, and I know you'll appreciate this is, is what really, what really crippled our, our world, not just knocked this down to our knees, it knocked this out. What caused this thing and what caused the panic was the rampant level of chronic disease
0: everywhere. Right. Yep.
1: Nearly 50% obesity rate in adults, thirty percent of all adults in the world have fatty liver. How many people right now are battling blood sugar? How many people right now X, Y, Z? Alzheimer's, dementia, cancer—all of these quote pre-existing comorbidities, these pre-existing conditions, are putting people infinitely more at risk of getting infected and dying of the uh, pandemic. So, I have been revisiting this whole thing. My my, my position in the book is, by the way. Please don't misread anything that I'm saying. There's zero research on essential oils in COVID. So I'm not even going to even begin to play around with that. But why don't we look at this in a different way? Why don't we do what we can do and control what we can and manage the chronic disease pandemic? Yeah. And I've found that because inflammation is such a predominant root mechanism, and because of the psychogenic aspects of the mind controlling a lot of what we deal with, the stress, the anxiety, the overwhelm, the burnout, contributing to that chronic inflammation now, right? Is, is why don't we start looking at natural therapies a little bit differently from an earlier age to prevent that chronic thing from developing in later age? And there's a lot more to be said about it, but it's under this context of forest bathing. It's under this context of going back to nature. And we see, wow, we do have a lot more control than what we think.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. So true. I mean, our society is really hyper inflamed. So we've got chronic inflammation that's Mm -hmm. taking place. And then something like COVID comes along and it's kind of like lighting a fire, uh, you know, when you've already got gasoline down, right? And so it just everything explodes and that's what's happened. And uh, getting back in nature, you know, we're so stuck in our homes and in cities and disconnected from nature. And we've got all these electromagnetic frequencies that are new to you know just the the human genetic code, and we've got to adapt to these things. And getting back in nature really helps ground us. We get around healthy electromagnetic uh, frequencies that help balance our electromagnetic frequency. We also get around all these uh, volatile organic compounds that are healthy and healing, and um, and help stimulate you know, just help reduce inflammation, help improve our brain, help improve our blood sugar, so many different things. I just want to take a moment and interrupt this podcast to tell you about Organifi Green Juice. I love juicing, but I do not have the time to go shopping. To chop everything up to juice and blend. Plus, I've worn down so many blenders over the years. This is why I love taking one scoop a day of Organifi Green Juice, which has 11 superfoods that have been clinically tested to support detoxification, energy, to help you fight food cravings, and to help balance your hormones and help with weight management. Some of my favorites include Ashwagandha which is an adaptogen that's been been shown to help balance your stress hormones, decrease cortisol, reduce cravings, support your blood sugar, and give you a healthy response to stress. When you have a healthy response to stress, you're more resilient in your day-to-day life. You're better with your relationships, your work and everything that you do. So I love getting a clinical dose, 600 milligrams of ashwagandha in this green juice. Plus it has chlorella, which is a single cell green, freshwater algae that's extremely rich in nutrients and chlorophyll, very detoxifying for the body. In fact, chlorella helps bind heavy metals and pesticides and pulls these things right out of your body. It also has moringa, which has been called the miracle plant for its ability to nourish and fight disease. On top of that, it contains spirulina, beets, turmeric, mint, wheatgrass, lemon, and coconut water. 11 superfoods and it just takes 30 seconds. You take a scoop, put it in water, has a great minty flavor to it that I absolutely love. So I take this either right before lunch or right after lunch to help give me energy throughout the day and help my body detoxify and function at its best. Guys, check it out. Go to Organifi.com forward slash drjockers and use the coupon code JOCKERS at checkout to save 20% off your order Today, you guys are going to love this. So check it out, Organify Green Juice. Let's start with, um, let's talk about how we can use essential oils to help improve our brain. So let's talk about mood. You know, obviously with COVID and everything, anxiety is up, depression is up. So let's start there.
1: So there was a study evaluating two groups of people in a hopeless, helpless situation. And this is a pretty profound study in that they tasked these people with an impossibly, you couldn't solve it, with an unsolvable problem. And their problem, this was what, three, four years ago, which is very almost prophetic, was to solve social discrimination, essentially solve racism. So you're in a group, you're you're in a group, 15, 20 people, in a clinical setting, like in a room, you have a piece of paper and a pencil, and you got a half an hour, solve racism. Like you've never met these people. You don't know these people. This is a diverse group of people. It's impossible. It's impossible to solve racism anyway. And with a group of 15 people, you're not going to solve it. Right? Think about that. Yeah. This group, absolutely nothing but a piece of paper and pencil, sterile clinical environment. Another group, well, they thought, well, why don't we test aromatherapy? And then see how it, it impacts these people. Again, the purpose was to stimulate hopelessness, helplessness and frustration and they put vanillin and limonene which is essentially orange and orange and vanilla yeah. and by the way who doesn't like an orange julius or a healthy creamsicle or dreamsicle right we got recipes in our book like orange citrus coolers it's great mm-hmm. you know by the way a little side note get a little if you want a treat like a dessert that the kids will love get a cup of organic orange juice, a cup of unsweetened coconut milk, put a few droppers of liquid vanilla stevia, get some liquid um, uh, vanilla extract, put a drop of vanilla absolute, which is the essential oil version, a drop of orange essential oil and some ice, buzz that thing up. That is like candy cane, (laughs) yum. And every single person in the aromatherapy group reported that they enjoyed the smell which is that's number one that's profound that's a ubiquitous that's that's how many people don't like that smell you got to think how and, and so not only that that was a ubiquitously enjoyed smell but here's the thing though not only did everyone report that they enjoyed the smell to some level to the level that they enjoyed the smell this is the really big deal they experienced less frustration less hopelessness and less helplessness they enjoyed the experience better. The other people, it it was horrible. Like there was nothing good. It was a miserable experience. I hope they enjoyed their $50 blimpy card with everything they got for volunteering to be a research subject. That just sucked. It was like, this is bad. Done. Why not? Let let me go to the next trial and let me go home. So the take-home message of this too, there are things that you can do physically right now in your home specifically to counteract hopelessness, frustration, and helplessness, which then in turn will produce a better mood, joy, happiness, less anxiety, less stress, less burnout, less overwhelm, just by putting a couple drops of orange and vanilla in your diffuser. Wow. Or creating a body oil with it, which is a couple, again, a couple drops of orange, a couple drops of vanilla absolute, or vanilla CO2 extract. Again, not McCormick's vanilla. This isn't food grade stuff. This isn't a set. No, some people always ask me, yeah. where do I get it? But you put that a couple drops each with, with some coconut oil. That's what we quote anoint our kids with every day before they go out to school. We, we walk them, we send them out to school smelling like a dream dreamsicle. And the, the teachers always say, oh, your kids smell so good. They're always so happy. Why? We're tapping into, we're biohacking their body because orange has been clinically shown to produce dopamine and serotonin. I mean, this is similar to taking an antidepressive drug. It has a similar effect, but with zero side effects if you use it the right way. Other citrus oils have a GABA, the neurotransmitter producing effect to help reduce anxiety like lime, bergamot, neroli. So going back to that study, the level, and this is the take-home message. What if you are one of the few people, again, majority of people like that smell, but what if you really don't like orange and vanilla? Okay, cool. I forgive you. It's all right. (laughs) Whatever, right? But find something that works for you because to the level that they enjoyed the smell, they felt better. Interesting. So when crap hit the fan... I'm in quarantine or, you know, whatever. They said I can't leave my home. No essential business. All everything's closing. It's April 15th. I'm watching this YouTube video that Dr. Tom O'Brien recommended from Dr. Sayhold about forest bathing. I started thinking like, what do I really crave right now? What do I want to do? And that's where I started experimenting with some pine and I love Douglas fir. I love, um, cypress. I love these like tree oils. I started experimenting. I, I enjoyed the smell. I'm like, you know what? Yeah, maybe. Cause guess what? The state parks were closed. Like They literally closed down the parks in Georgia. It was miserable. Like I can't even go to my favorite parks. So I I brought the parks inside. And you know what? Immediately, I started feeling better. Immediately, the mood and the environment changed. Immediately, I got out of victim mode and I went into conquering mode. I'm talking like in the depths of my soul when I was dealing with this, like everyone was dealing with this, like, Lord, what is really happening here? And now... After almost two years, right? It's really started October and November of 2019. Now, almost 2,000 years, I'm sorry, now almost two years, I've really taken this concept seriously that I really have more control. And I, more importantly, have the ability to control how I respond, similar to how the Bible says, be angry and sin not. I mean, it's not, it's, you know, don't, don't feel bad for being angry. Don't feel bad for being sad. Don't feel bad for how you feel it's how we respond that we're held accountable to right even jesus was sad he cried right when Lazarus died i mean just the overwhelm that he experienced in the garden of gethsemane like but how did he respond to it so what i'm taking is is if if you've dealt with a little bit of burnout overwhelm stress trauma who hasn't literally everyone on the planet i'm convinced has been traumatized to some level even if we're to the fact that you can't go on an airplane without forcing you to wear a mask that Mm. for some people was trauma right that was wow i don't have my freedom to choose anymore that is a traumatic event for people so uh, if you if you're going on that rabbit trail with me for a second if everyone on the planet has dealt with that we are on the verge of a An unbelievable wave of PTSD Mm. that is hitting people as we speak and people are not going to equate COVID and especially COVID restrictions and how everything happened around them to the fact that they're really, really suffering because it wasn't like a car accident or it wasn't a bomb coming off in a foxhole. It wasn't right. like I got divorced, but there are. It was very subtle, it was very real. You can't walk into a store without a mask, little micro trauma and people don't recognize it. Or you have to take this to go to work or whatever it might be, yeah. little micro trauma. But guess what? If there are things that you could do, and I just mentioned one little recipe proven by research, and I have a whole book full of this stuff, it now puts the control back to us. And now we have a little more power than what we did before. And so COVID was arguably the best thing that ever happened to my family and I, because it caused us to dive deep to and really, to really figure out who we are and not only how to survive, but how to thrive in times of crisis. And I say this very humbly because people right now are are on the verge listening right now. I'm sure people are on the verge of divorce, financial breakdown, bankruptcy. Some might even be considering taking their life. We had one one woman respond to one of my emails. And if you're on my email list, you know I'm very open with my faith and we usually include some sort of prayer or blessing, maybe a scripture or two. Um, We encourage. We encourage, we edify, we build up, we exhort. And I was talking about trauma and little things that we could do, how to overwhelm, how to overcome. And this one beautiful soul responded to my team and, 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 and my team members shared the email with me. And by the way, I can't read all my emails. We get lots, (laughs) we get lots. Um, And they said, Eric, you gotta read this one. And this beautiful soul said, I tried to take my life last month and I failed. And I was so angry. Because three days I was in a coma and I forget what she mentioned overdose or something. And I tried, I failed. I couldn't, and I was so angry when I woke up out of the coma and I didn't know, I don't know why I'm here. I don't know why, I don't know why I'm living. Hmm. And then I get your email and she said this and we can't discount the power of hope. She goes, yeah. Your email gave me hope. And I believe God sent it to me to, to learn more about this stuff. And that was really all that she said. She she mm-hmm. didn't say like, you saved my life or not, not just, yeah. I, I almost died. I tried to kill myself. I'm angry. I failed at the suicide. I don't know what to do. I get your email about trauma and I believe, and she said this, I believe God wants me to learn more, and basically to help myself, and I have hope. We can't discount hope, and there's things that we could do. There's things that we could do, and when I'm speaking to Christians and people of faith, the tendency is to pray, right? the tendency is to fast. The tendency is is to go to God. The tendency is to do your, 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 your rituals, your, your sacred, Mm -hmm. you know, practices, which are absolutely, you need to read your Bible. Yet what happens when there are things in your life that are really affecting you to a point where your body is responding in a way where now prayer doesn't quote help you you read the scripture, doesn't take the panic away, doesn't slow your heart rate. What I want to encourage people to do is to look at this holistically. And I believe that we are very much in the situation that we're in by human design. Just again, our ancestors could never conceive, could never conceive of the life that we live. Right. And the amount of chemicals and toxins that we're being inundated with all day long. It's only by the grace of God that we're alive. Our bodies are so resilient and adapting adaptable to everything around us. So when you're considering all the time that we spend indoors, which, by the way, for some people, literally 95 to 100% of their time is indoors all day, every day. We that's a physical trauma. That's a physical trauma that no Bible reading is going to reverse. True. And I would argue that's a physical trauma that no diet and fasting is able to stop. Yeah. Like you could cleanse yourself. Mm-hmm. So what my pro- my proposition, and maybe we can talk a little about brain health specifically, Alzheimer's, yeah. is we have to stop the bleeding. Right. And Bella, you know, sweet little Bella, mm-hmm. she fell down at school, got a little boo-boo on her chin, and they put a Band-Aid on the boo-boo. Okay, started the scab up, and a couple days later I see another Band-Aid. Like, why you got a Band-Aid? You were just healing. Well, she kept on scratching it. So every time she scratches, the, it gets, it's itching. Every time she scratches the scab, it opens up again and bleeds again. So she gets another Band-Aid. It's never gonna heal until she stops itching right. the scab. Okay, right, obvious, obvious. But how are we expecting to heal mentally, and emotionally and physically when we're constantly being inundated by chemicals and toxins. You have to stop the itch. You have to stop the flow. You have to get an air purifier. You have to stop the body care products that have the chemicals in them, the fragrances. You have to look at your food, your water, and next thing you know now, okay, now the wound can scab up and now it can heal, Mm -hmm. and so that's, that's really the message that most people are not hearing in the context of this oversanitized recommendation that we're getting across the globe and the scariest thing the scariest thing about this whole situation is the solution is hand sanitizer and distancing yourself
0: right you know i i
1: i read your facebook yeah. comments i look at your posts i love them vitamin d getting outside boosting immunity like these things are important yeah but what about the risk of telling the globe, what about the risk of creating like this OCD, accept this social, this socially accepted obsessive compulsive disorder of having to have hand sanitizer and use it every time you touch a doorknob. Every time you not even shake hands anymore. Every time you elbow bump or whatever people do now, there is a study. In Oxford University Journal, again, this ain't no hippie off-the-wall journal like howling at the moon jumping over a stick. Oxford, right? The most premier university on the planet. An Oxford University Journal evaluated 192 countries, like basically the whole world. And they found a direct, direct correlation, like one-to-one linear relationship. The more sanitized a country, not clean, I'll explain that in a minute. The more sanitized a country were the higher rates of Alzheimer's. Right. We cannot equate sanitization with cleanliness. Mm. That has been one of the biggest misnomers of our generation. And really what the health agency recommendations have, have compounded is adding gasoline to the fire. Totally. We have become so hypersanitized. And why? And this is, again, Oxford University Journal, explaining the lack of bacteria, again, on your hands, on your body, because of the cleaning products, because of the body care, the antibacterial poison. The lack of bacteria causes neurological brain inflammation. So when you're looking at the skyrocketing rates of dementia, of Alzheimer's, wow, that makes a lot of sense now. And when I wrote this, my publisher, don't tell him I'm saying this, (laughs) my publisher, my editor writes me and she's like, Hey, I think we need to take out this section. I'm like, why? I mean, this is, again, this is Oxford University. I'm a researcher. I'm reporting. They're like, well, you're, you're going, don't you think you're going against the recommendation of the WHO and the CDC? I'm like, yeah, this is exactly what I'm doing. But I'm using research to substantiate the fact that we need to question the narrative. Yeah. And so they had me massage it a little bit we compromise on a couple things but they wanted me to take out the whole section of the book and again it's just a little four paragraph sidebar Mm -hmm. thing you know you go to the book you go to the alzheimer's chapter like wow but they were concerned that's the pressure that authors get that youtubers get that doctors get we can't question this so what is the answer you know what if you're looking at the video or if you're if you're only listening to the podcast i'm holding up a little spray bottle this is our version of a hand sanitizer And it's just basically, I mean, it's alcohol and essential oils.
0: Mm
1: -hmm. I mean, we add a little bit of water to it. We add a little bit of aloe. We could put some vitamin E if you want to moisturize. But, I mean, if you want the best high-acting, kills virtually everything kind of hand sanitizer, get a high-grade, high-proof organic grain alcohol with some essential oils in it, done.
0: And the thing is… What oils do you like in there?
1: Good. whatever we
0: oil. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Whatever we want to produce whatever we're looking for. Yeah, so all of them
0: have yeah. antimicrobial benefits. Yep. Yep. Because yeah, they're all so trying to night- protect the plant from from various microbes. So they all have these antimicrobial benefits. So really, you can choose based on, well, some are going to be more preferential to certain things than others, but then you can also choose based on what you want from a, an aromatherapy perspective as well. Yep, mood. Yep.
1: If you want, a, want something invigorating, something lively, you can add some pe- peppermint, spearmint. If you want mm-hmm. something just calming, relaxing, chamomile, vetiver, cedarwood, mm-hmm. lavender. If you want something happy, citrus oils, lemon, just lemon, yep. <sighs> lemon zest, lime. You're right, it's it's you. But going back to that, that research trial we talked about with the hopeless, helpless study, you gotta find what you like. And, and here's the other thing. The only time literally I'll ever use that is when I'm on a road trip and I have to change a dirty diaper in the middle of the road and I got nothing to do. <laughs> sure, I yeah.
0: never use this stuff. Right, right. Exactly.
1: Like, think about that. And so what does that mean? Well, I have to for work. Bless your heart. And I hope and pray that your attending supervisor, if you're at a hospital, allows you to. But here's the other thing. The rates of eczema right now mm. are skyrocketing, yeah. like profoundly tremendous amounts right. of, of healthcare providers frontline workers, their skin is so diseased because they're forced. This is a way to helping you for sure. For sure. But our kids, it's part of their school back to school supply list,
0: Mm -hmm.
1: paper, pencil, crayons, hand sanitizer. Are you kidding me? So we send this with them. And before we send them off the way, we spray their hands because again, part of COVID protocol, every kid needs to like put hand sanitizer before they walk in the door. We talk to the Principal, talk to the teachers. Hey, we have our own and they respect that. And why? Yeah. Because our kids are allergic to it. Why? I guarantee you, your kids are allergic to it. Mm-hmm. Everyone's allergic to this stuff. There's triclosans or triclocarbons. And then when you take this concept, okay, it's just we're just picking on hand sanitizer for a minute, but what about what else you're cleaning with? And you start to think about, wow, right? There's a lot of things that I could start making my own or buying non-toxic versions of, and next thing you know, this is this is kind of the fun piece. Next thing you know, you start to feel better. Next thing you know, when you're put on, and if you do, bless you, I don't know why, but if you're put on, crazy CNN or. C- mainstream media for the evening news and you get your dose of death and destruction you're not going to be burned out and overwhelmed as much like i'm telling you your body will become more resilient yeah to stressors of life when you stop the influx
0: of toxins and stressors right and it's those like things are overburdening your system and then when you add in those essential oils that's going to impact your nervous system through the olfactory nerve Have an immediate impact on your brain and these things are adaptogens meaning that they're kind of adapting our thermostat to get us into homeostasis and into balance and into uh, an area where we can thrive and we can think critically and uh you know not be overwhelmed by uh, what's going on in the world
1: yeah i'm glad you mentioned that they're known harmonizers the research calls them they're based off of adaptogenic herbs and plants they create that homeostasis And again, you're not gonna find this in nature. You're not gonna find this in nature. It's concentrated plant based matter, Mm -hmm. which is wonderful. It's like you pull up a bottle of lavender, it's like three pounds of lavender flowers. So, when we realize that we do have natural medicine at our disposal, by and large, it's affordable right? You buy the things that you can afford. You don't need a bottle of rose. That's $150 Mm -hmm. if that's out of your budget. So you get a bottle of orange, that's five or 10 bucks, right? So you think about those things, but ultimately once you really start looking into it, and we haven't even dived deep in like the medicinal aspects of how essential oils have been shown to be acetylcholinesterase inhibitors and how it's been shown to help with Alzheimer's. Like, here's a quick little tip, cinnamon bark, has been shown to have an 80% efficacy against acetylcholinesterase which is the enzyme that breaks down acetylcholine and the hallmark of dementia and alzheimers are low acetylcholine levels which is the medical approach is like lower the enzyme levels so the levels of acetylcholine are up so the brain can function properly and but the yeah. the the risks of these drugs a they're ineffective and be the risks include everything from dizziness, nausea and death. Mm. And now researchers are actually stating that essential oils can be used to replace those medicines. Right. And they're trying to say, we need more research. We need a human trials on this stuff. Essential oils have the same neurological effect on the body that the pharmaceutical approach does to help yeah. slow down the rate of, and even potentially protect, prevent against dementia and neurological decline and and that's just one little chapter and we go on the same thing with with blood sugar with with weight with obesity with depression substance abuse with fatty liver I mean there's so many different things so um, it's wonderful it's wonderful to know that we have this at our disposal and as you take the other advice that you're getting from the other experts that you host brother and you start to implement a nutrition protocol that's healthy for your body good mind body practices prayer meditation exercise it's like next thing you know you're doing pretty good yeah and one by one by one that's something I want to leave people with is one by one by one you could start to manage those nagging chronic symptoms that really are the things that rob the abundant life. I mean, yes, everyone wants to heal cancer. I want to stop, you know, SIBO whatever it might be. But what about the day to day, the aches, the pains, the, the lethargy, the, the the lack of sex drive, the whatever it might be, the the headaches, the 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 panic. Like, see to me, what I have what really been focusing on, because I feel it's quite frankly, the most effective as someone tries to go through a healing journey is to make them feel better now, like mm-hmm. feel better now, yeah. and knowing though that as they feel better, as mm-hmm. you start to reduce those symptoms, the body starts to regulate like this is a long game.
0: Mm-hmm. It
1: took years to develop mm-hmm. cancer. It took years to develop diabetes, like you can't have perfect blood sugar today. You know, eat a Mars bar and then be, quote, diabetic tomorrow. It doesn't work like that. Chronic disease, by definition, starts in childhood and it's an environmental, long standing condition, which means it's going to take some time to reverse. But if I could help you live a life that's actually enjoyable now, what I have found, myself included, is you start wanting to do the things that make you feel good, which ultimately the things are going to get you healed. That's right. Right? Yep. And so when you go through these classes and protocols and all this stuff, and you see, I got 150 things to do, I'm not going to do any of them. it's overwhelming. Paralysis by analysis. I've been living this way. You've been living this way for almost 20 years, right? If not you, I, for me, it's 19 years,
0: mm-hmm.
1: 19 years. Yeah, It's taking a long time. And I just, just a month ago started blue light blocking glasses. <laughs> hey, I'm growing
0: with you. Now the key is, are you wearing them at night? Oh, the orange you gotta, ones. You got to get the orange ones, at I, do. That's I do. I do. That's come up sleep. Yeah.
1: See? But we're all growing, we're all learning. But the thing yeah. is, you, you focus on the low-hanging fruit, you focus on those nagging symptoms. You know, you pick up a copy of the book, you learn, you learn how to like manage those things that really rob you of the joy of the day-to-day. And next thing you know, you're not going to be tempted. If anyone is struggling with food cravings, just you retrain your body. Yeah. So you're not tempted anymore. Like I'm more Mm -hmm. afraid, literally, I'm more afraid of what eating a candy bar is going to do to me. than I am of the little slight sugar rush. I'm going to get when I eat it. So I haven't eaten one 20 years. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's, I'm literally, I know what's going to happen to me and I so am so addicted in a good way. If there's such a thing, I'm so addicted to feeling good, being filled with the Lord. the Bible says, be filled with the spirit. Don't be drunk on wine, right? I'm so filled with the love of the Lord, the joy of God in my life, wanting to help and and serve people, feeling good, that I have zero temptation. And But for people that are in that crux, like, oh, I got these cravings. Well, yeah, there are things you could do to hack your body and kind of like figure out how to stop the addiction cascade. We cover that in the book and other things. But just know that once you really start on this path, it, it's a self-perpetuating
0: mm-hmm. mechanism. Yeah, so good. And so, some of the simplest oils to get started with—you mentioned things like lemon, vanilla, uh, different citrus, because they're low cost. Lavender; those tend to be low cost. I've got this little blend right here that is made by a you know popular uh, essential oil company, and I use this for just aromatherapy when I'm at my desk here, and it's got. Let's see, sandalwood. So it's got a lot more like you can get you can get complex with some of these plants, right? You don't have to, like you were talking about. You can just use citrus. But this one has got rose. It's got sandalwood. It has got vanilla in there. It's got lang lang cinnamon, like you were talking about with cinnamon, um, helping increase the acetylcholine in my brain. Acetylcholine is, is associated with memory, right? So you were talking about that in association with Alzheimer's. So when your acetylcholine levels are at a, when you have optimal levels and your cells are sensitive in your hippocampus and your brain, you're going to have sharp thinking. You're going to have good memory. You're going to be able to have good memory recall. So cinnamon really helps with that. And some of those other oils do as well. So it's good to have a blend around that you can be using to help calm your mood, uh, put in a diffuser, right? Help, help improve your memory, and uh, you know, just support your brain. And when you're feeling fatigued or lethargy, that is actually a brain symptom, right? Mm-hmm. Like we don't actually like feel fatigue. That's actually a sign that your brain is not functioning the way that it should. And these oils can really help.
1: The sky's the limit.
0: That's and right. That's what it's, it's about,
1: about it's starting, starting slow, starting one drop at a time, symptom by symptom, condition by condition, recipe by recipe, and enjoy the journey. Yep. Enjoy the journey. So love it, brother. Love it. We talked about a lot of different things. I hope people got something out of this.
0: For sure. And, and the guys, key- definitely yeah. check out his book. So the essential oils apothecary, he has mm-hmm. got tons of recipes in there. Like literally every second or third page, there's like a new recipe, a new blend that he's experimented with for, you know, whatever kinds of conditions that you're out there looking for. Um. He goes. He he goes in deep on uh, skin disorders, on blood sugar issues, cravings, brain health. So definitely check it out. Essential oils apothecary. Thanks so much for your time, Eric. Always, uh, you're always an inspiration to me, and uh, your message is uh, is powerful, and people really need to hear this. So thanks so much for sharing with my audience. Thank you, brother. God bless. Absolutely. All right. Be blessed. We'll see you guys on a future podcast.